The following presentation has been prepared by the Video Tax News team for Canadian tax and financial professionals. Program recorded November 24th, 2023. Enjoy! Welcome to the December edition of Life in the Tax Line. We are around in the end of 2023. Let's grab that kick it in the knees and march uh, on forward to 2024. Hey, Joe? Okay. You? Tough I'm okay. Year? <laughs> <laughs> I think we need, to, we need to give that girl an O'Henry over there. She's a little grumpy today. <laughs> Never well, happens. Anyways, I think today what we'll do is we'll start off talking about the fall economic statement, which was released on November 21st. A couple big ones in there. The first thing I wanted to mention is those short-term rentals. So a little bit of a target on its back. Basically, expenses would not be permitted to offset those short-term rental incomes if a couple of things happened. If, for example, you are operating this short-term rental in a place that you are not permitted provincially or municipal, municipally to do it. The other thing is, if you're just not following the rules, you don't have the right licenses or whatever to do it, in those situations, you also would not be able to get the deduction. So uh, just keep that in mind. Now, and the next know, thing- I know a lot yeah. of municipalities, you gotta have a business license. I there you go. how many people realize that. That's, you know, this could actually be a big boon to cities in terms of information and a little bit of extra revenue. We'll have to see what happens there. But the other thing I wanted to mention, and this didn't get very much press at all, but it's actually a really big deal. Recently, we got the ability to have employees buy out their employer using an EOT, an Employee Ownership Trust. Now, that was okay. The rules were, you know, feasible. But the problem is you didn't get a very big tax deal or benefit out of it. We now have a big deal. Up to $10 million in capital gains can just be wiped clean here in respect of this, these types of sales over the next few years. So that would be a big deal if that passes. Wow. You, Kate? Well, Joe, that certainly answers the critics who said, oh, there's no real incentive to do this. Four owners, 40 million bucks of tax-free gains. Uh, speaking of things that got pressed, Joe, I noticed your name in the Globe and Mail after the economic update, dealing with the proposed fixes to the underused housing tax filing requirements. So what are we gonna see there? Well, this is under consultation. If you wanna send in your feedback, you have until January 3rd, there's an email address at Finance's website. Uh, what have they said? We got a lot of people who have to file that don't have to pay and they don't even realize they have to file. Let's fix it, yes. So we're not gonna make specified Canadian corporations file. All those private corporations that have no or nominal foreign ownership will not have to file. All those specified Canadian partnerships, two or more owners earning income that are all Canadian won't have to file. Well. That at least solves the problem of all those husbands and wives and other people who own a rental property jointly and can't figure out whether they're in a partnership because it's a pretty complex determination. Specified Canadian trusts, okay, no non-Canadian beneficiaries, no tax, so no filing. Great, because there's a lot of trusts out there that don't know their trusts. Parents on title for their kids' houses to help with finance. Kids on title for mom and dad's house, so it passes outside probate when mom or dad pass away. Uh, great, it's fixed. Wait a minute, it's fixed for 2023 and subsequent years. You still have to file for 2022. Penalties waived as long as you get it in by April 30, 2024. But they couldn't remove that one remaining year. I know what my feedback is going to include when I respond to the <laughs> consultation. Uh, now, I've also got to say, at least they lowered the penalties. 
Now it'll be $1,000 for an individual, 2,000 for non-individuals like corporations. That's a lot better than five grand and 10 grand. But before we really start celebrating those no more UHT filing obligations, especially for all those people on title for family members' properties, Kate, what else do we have to think about? Yeah, we've talked about this over the last several months, the expanded trust reporting rules and the whole concept that even if you have that bare trust arrangement, that example uh, Hugh just provided, parents on title for kids' property, kids on title for parents' property, whatever the case may be, anybody on title that is not the true beneficial owner, we have that bare trust arrangement, we have that T3 filing requirement kicking off this year. Uh, so heads up there, lots of disclosure requirements. And one of the questions we sometimes get is, okay, so maybe I have a bare trust arrangement. Whoop-dee-woo. What is the government going to do to me? Eddie, if I don't file that T3, that trust return. Well, this month we had CRA coming out and talking about some of the uh, possible penalties in that case. We have penalties in respect of uh, failure to file a return of income, which would apply to trust returns. Those penalties are dependent on the outstanding tax liability, so no tax liability, no penalty under that specific provision. However, if that doesn't apply, there is a separate provision where we could be penalized for failing to file an information return. And CRA has said, yes, those T3 returns are information returns. And that penalty can apply even if there's no tax owing. That penalty is 25 bucks per day up to a maximum of 100 days, so a maximum $2,500 penalty. We also have the possibility of gross negligence penalties. Suffice it to say, if you have those trusts, we really need to be careful about getting those trust returns in in the spring in by April 2nd. But don't worry, it's not all bad news today. A little bit of good news coming out, especially if you're in the charitable sphere, the charitable sector. CRA has come out and say, if as a charity, you've received a gift with string detached, and basically you're just on title, holding that property, that gift for the benefit of another property, you have a bare trust. In those situations, you do not, do not need to file that T3 return for those internal charitable trust. So we'll put a link to CRA's admin guidance in the notes, uh, but definite good news for the charitable sector. Now, Caitlin, the next thing I want to talk about is indexation. So every year, CRA uh, releases a series of index numbers, and these numbers are key because a lot of plans and benefits are based on these numbers. So let me just highlight a few. First of all, things went up everywhere by 4.7%. So if we think about the dollar figure of earnings you can have before you have to start repaying your OAS, it's now at $90,997. If we're talking about the TFSA limit, 2024, we're going up to $7,000. If we're talking about that lifetime capital gains exemption, over a million dollars now, we're at $1,016,836. And if your uh, thing is to uh, to have children and you've got lots of children. <laughs> that's your thing. Pop about. The Canada Child Benefit for the younger kids is 7787 The older kids, 6570 So there you go. Some quick numbers for I'll you. I'll let your wife know all about that new um, increased value of children. Thanks, Kate. Well, Joe, one thing that's not indexed to CPI, but is indexed, it's indexed to wages, are all the CPP numbers. And we yes. got those uh, early November from CRA for 2024. The pensionable earnings limit's going to go up to 68.5 from 66.6. So 
at our 5.95% contribution rate, that's up to 3868, 300 bucks a month plus for employees. You pay both halves as a self-employed person, so 7735. But wait, starting in 24, there's more. You get the additional maximum pension amount. So we're going to go from that 686, that 685 to 732. And we'll charge you 4% more on that so that you can get even more retirement earnings when you're finally collecting. So tack that on at 4%. Now you're looking at 4,056 a year for CPP premiums. Double that if you're the self-employed person paying both halves and look forward to another jump next year when that additional amount doubles in size. Mm -hmm. So it's getting more expensive. Let's move on. We're going to talk about additional increased disclosure requirements. If, for example, you issue T4s for your employees or if you issue T4As, now we are going to have to disclose whether the recipient of that T4, T4A was somehow, some way entitled, eligible for dental benefits through either their employer or perhaps if you are looking at T4As, uh, it would be an individual recipient of pension income getting that benefit from their former employer. So we're gonna have to put that information on those T-slips. Further to that, we're gonna have to disclose so exactly who and to the extent uh, are they eligible for those benefits? Was it just the employee, the former employee, maybe their spouse, maybe their kids, maybe other dependents? So take a look at that before we start filling out our T4s, T4Es, uh, or T4As, pardon me, this year. Now, the final thing I wanted to mention is imagine you're doing the final return for somebody. Your grandma just passes away and you find a whole bunch of share certificates for companies that are, they've gone bankrupt, they're no longer around. You know what? you might have a potential uh, capital loss claim that you can do for, for this particular individual. So that's a big thing. There are some potentials. If it's, if, if it's uh, uh, basically a bankruptcy that occurred in the last 10 years, you can, get, uh, you can claim a loss under the normal rules. But even if it's longer, there are some other possibilities. The Video Tax News team has been providing Canadian accounting professionals with practical tax information for over 40 years. Subscribe to one of our tax newsletters or join us as we present live and pre-recorded seminars relating to both personal and corporate tax. For more information, go to videotax.com. The preceding information is for general information purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts or circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more information, go to videotax.com slash disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News Inc. 2023. All rights reserved.